reason why we're dealing with these issues, these topics, is you understand our perspective is, is that we want you to walk in the victory that Jesus has attained for you. And so that's why we talk about these things. That's why we emphasize these things. Because you're not going to hear these things in the world. You're not going to hear these things in the culture. As a matter of fact, uh, it's counterculture to what you hear. And so especially uh, with us nowadays, you know, because we're inundated with all kinds of messages, aren't we? I mean, we got messages on our phones. We got messages on our radios. We got messages on TV. We got messages text messages we don't even want. We got phone calls we don't even want. I mean, we got all kinds of influences coming in, right, from every, every angle. And so we, that's why we must renew our mind when it comes to these things. And a scripture that pastor has been going from is James chapter 1, verses 22 through 24 in the King James Version. James chapter 1, verses 20, 22 through 24, but be ye doers of the word. Everybody say, I'm a doer of the word. We got any doers of the word here tonight? Amen. Amen. Not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And we've been honing in on verse 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straight forgetteth what manner of man he was. And that's what we're talking about is walking in the manner of man that God has called us to walk in. And if you flip over to Romans chapter 8 is where we left off last week because we're dealing with this concept that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Everybody say it. Say, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. Now, the problem is, is sometimes the body wants to take over or sometimes the soul wants to take over, but you have to learn how to walk by your spirit man. And the only way for your spirit man to become stronger is by doing the word of God. And Pastor dealt with that the last three or four weeks about people trying to say certain things are super spiritual, but the reality is, If it's not in the Bible, we're not doing it. And number two, why? Because the only power comes when you do what's written in the Word of God. It's got to fall within the confines of the Word of God. And some people try to create shortcuts or they try to create super spiritual activity that is really nonsense and it's non-productive. So you have to learn how to walk by your spirit, man, And if you don't take action on the word of God, that recreated being on the inside of you, then your senses or your flesh are going to win every single time, every single time. So your spirit, man, is the recreated person. When you come up, if you gave your life to the Lord, if you weighed so many pounds, guess what you weighed after you gave yourself to the Lord? Same. Right, and then you become a Christian, and then you start weighing more pounds. No, I'm just joking, <laughs> right? Because we eat, right? But uh, you know, but your your spirit man is what gets changed. And in Romans chapter eight, we see this here uh, with that word flesh is the Greek word sarkos, which means senses. Uh, Romans chapter eight, verse one, in the New King James version. Here, I'm going to read in the New King James version. There is therefore now no condemnation. 
to those who are in Christ Jesus. Everybody say amen to that. But there's there's a qualifier here. Who do not walk according to the flesh. That's that word sarcos, which means senses, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, through the senses, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, Jesus walked through those senses. So were there times where Jesus got, was emotional? Absolutely. Were there times where he got hungry? Yes. Were there times that he got irritated? Yes. But he walked through all those, he qualified everything that needed to be qualified in order for you and I to rightly and justly have this new kind of life. So he did it. He condemned sin in the flesh, the senses, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things the flesh, of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And this is what we're talking about. Training yourself to see things through the perspective of your spirit, man, and not the perspective of your flesh or the senses. And how many of y'all know, how many of y'all have experienced this before, right? Your spirit man's telling you one thing, but your mind is, is arguing with your spirit man. Y'all ever, y'all ever, y'all ever experienced that before? Amen. Right, maybe God puts in your heart a number to give, but yet your mind is just fighting it all the way. And then you get emotional about it. Then fear tries to come in. And then all these other things try to come in. And it, the, the, the idea of it is to get you off track from what the word of God says. To get you to make bad decisions. Dumb decisions. To, to, uh, to not, or how about this? How about this when dealing with kids, when dealing with teenagers, Right? You can't walk by emotions when you deal with teenagers. If you walk by emotions when you deal with teenagers, you are going to be up the creek. (laughs) Because they're going to try to push you a certain way emotionally is what they're going to do. When I was in ninth grade, I was at church. I went to church with my parents, but I wasn't living for the Lord. And the group of friends that I was hanging out with were not good. They weren't good friends. It's amazing. Whenever I was around them, I got in trouble. Wow. (laughs) It was amazing, right? But me and my ninth grade mind couldn't put one and one together. I just thought everybody was out to get us, right? Because my friends are so fun, right? And who, I mean, who wants to hang out with someone who's not fun, right? I want to be with someone who's fun. But my parents stepped in and they came in. They said, you cannot hang out with those people anymore. Now, I would like to sit here and tell you that I reacted and said, well, thank you, Mom and Dad, <laughs> for looking out for the best for me. I'm so appreciative of that. No, are you kidding me? I made it hard. I made it hard. I made it hard. But they stuck, they stuck, they stuck their ground. They stuck their ground. And I'm very thankful that they stuck their ground because the Lord got a hold of my heart shortly after that. And it was just at that point that those friends started getting into marijuana, started getting into other things. One of them stopped showing up to school. You know, we're talking about real winter stuff here, right? (laughs) 
But my parents, what? They stepped in even though emotionally that had to be hard because it's not fun to hear your kids grumble or complain. It's not fun to hear your kids look at you with that look, right? But see, you don't walk by the senses. You walk by what? The Word of God, the Spirit of God. Bad company corrupts good character, period, right? Period. So when you have your mind set on the Spirit, man, it's set on what the Spirit desires. When you have your set mind on the flesh, the senses, it has on what that desires. Uh, let's see. What verse did I leave off on? Verse, verse 5. I'll catch up with you. Hold on a second. Yes, for those who live according to the flesh, the senses set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the minds of the, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, sense-minded, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, the mind of the senses, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Everybody say they cannot please God. You cannot please God walking in the senses. You just can't do it. But you are not in the flesh in the senses, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus, now look at this verse 11 right here. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life. And that word life is zoe, which means the God kind of life or the nature of God. It's the same word you see in John chapter 10, verse 10. When the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life. The nature of God, the life of God, all right? So, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your what? Your what? Your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So there's a physical benefit from this. There's a physical benefit. You know, there's a physical benefit to joy. There's a physical benefit to peace. You don't have ulcers, Right? You, your, your body's not tight the entire time, right? There is a physical benefit to these spiritual characteristics because his life gives life not only to us spiritually, but also to our physical, mortal bodies. So there's power in that. So I never say there's power in that. And, you know, you see it all the time. You know, you can tell someone that's lived the hard life. We call it the hard life that's living in sin. Well, they pay it. They pay a... a they pay a price physically. They pay a price physically. I mean, we got a young man over here. I'm going to call him out. We got a young man over here. He turned 80 years old. He does not look 80. But that's because he's been living for the Lord. Amen. Amen. He didn't even say amen to that. He just. <laughs> Is there something I don't know? No. no. Right. But so, so there's a physical aspect to it. Everybody say a physical aspect. All right, so what does Satan want to do? What do the senses want to do? He wants us to forget all our rights in Christ. He wants sense knowledge 
that causes us to doubt our own worthiness and our ability to stand in the presence of God without fear or guilt. He wants to cut you off from your source is what he wants to do. Since knowledge would, would have us say, oh, if I only had faith, when faith's not even needed because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Look at this, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He has blessed us. He has blessed us. Everybody say, He has blessed me. With every spiritual blessing in Christ. Say that one more time. Say, He has blessed me. With every spiritual blessing. In Christ. Christ. So what are we talking about? We're talking about past tense. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. So see, a lot of faith and prayer is the ability. It's it's not we're trying to get God to do something. It's us lining up with what he's already done so that we can walk in the victory. But we have to walk it out. We have to walk it out. We have... We have a part to play. We have to walk in that victory. And this is, it, it, it's something that you have to discipline yourself to do. We are rich with his riches. With whose riches? His riches. His riches. His riches. More than enough. Everybody say, more than enough. More than enough. I mean, we read it Sunday, Luke 6, 38. Give it shall be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. More than enough. So I am not basing, I am not basing my ability as far as provision is concerned on my own ability. I'm basing it on what his word says. But, everybody say but. If I walk out of here tonight and I get all nervous, I got to, I got to, fill up my car or I got to go to the grocery store or whatever it may be and I start getting all nervous and I start complaining and I start and I let that mind creep in to what the to argue what the spirit man says then all of a sudden you're going to lose out you're going to lose out because that that if you don't train yourself to put that under and to put that down put that under and put that down. This is why we, 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 don't, we don't act the way the world wants us to act. We don't even act the way a lot of some Christians want us to act. I mean, as a minister, I face this because, you know, people have all kinds of images of what ministers should do in certain situations. <laughs> right? Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Yes. You're healed in Jesus' name. God bless you. That's it? Well, what else do I need to say? Amen. What, what else is there to say? Do you want me to pray your problem or do you want me to pray your answer? Amen. You know, do you want me to, to maybe, maybe you want me to shout it. Maybe if I shout it in a certain key, you'll be excited about it. You're healed in Jesus' name. I mean, what do people expect? Right? I mean, what do people expect? 
the, I mean, from what I read in the Bible, the, one of the greatest places he found faith was in the centurion who said, just say the word and it's done. Just say the word and it's done. Just say the word and it's done. See, that, that's, that centurion, because of his military background, not only did he understand authority, but he probably also understood not freaking out when things look bad. Because I'm not, I've never been in the military, but I imagine that in the military you can't freak out when things go bad. You would not make a very good military commander to go, this is not going the way we planned it to go. What do you want us to do? I don't know, this is not going. No, you need someone with what? Confidence. Someone with assurance. Someone who's going to stand up and say, you know, okay, we're doing this, this, and this, right? I mean, I mean so that's where Jesus found the most faith was in this man that just went. But see, that's contrary that's contrary to the way most church services run. And people might, people might miss that, and they might think, well, they don't really care. No, it's not. It's, we care a lot. We care a lot, but we know biblically the best way to do it, the best way to handle it, the best way to handle it. So, you know, we are, we are rich because of his riches. We are strong because of his strength. Everybody say his strength. his strength. Listen, you cannot go on your own strength. You cannot go on your own strength. You cannot go on your own. Tell your neighbor, say, you can't do it. Tell your neighbor, say, you won't last that long. Right? You can't do it on your own strength. You got to do it on what? His strength. His strength. We should make it our business to affirm constantly what we are in Christ. What we are in Christ. This is why. This is why. You must. I cannot do it for you. You must learn how to speak the word of God over your own life on a consistent basis. Tonight is awesome. It's great to be here with the family of believers. It's great to proclaim the word of God. It is a privilege and an honor to do so. But for, for all of us, even myself, even my, I mean, Paul said, if I don't beat my own body, I might be disqualified for the very prize that I'm proclaiming. So even myself tomorrow, guess what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be affirming the promises of God and reminding myself who I am in Christ because I'm working out my spirit man. Amen. Right? I'm working out my spirit man. Amen. I'm working out my spirit man. Anybody ever been told or clued in on something like why people do what they do, and then all of a sudden, when you're walking around, you see everybody doing it, and you go, oh, that's why they do what they do, right? Like, anybody ever been closed by a salesman before? Yes. Would you like to sign today? I have an appointment today, tomorrow, tomorrow, or tomorrow, or this, or this. <laughs> I may have someone try to close on me this afternoon. 
for a for, uh, thing I've got going on at the house, you know. Listen, I've got Friday morning open. We'll get back to you. No, but do you understand? They've, they've, they've got my Friday morning cleared. So, you know, if you choose to do this, I can be over Friday morning. See that? And I know what that is. That's a salesman technique. Right? right? But some people might see that and go, oh, he really cares about me. No. Right. No. <laughs> no. Right now, I mean, nice guy. I'm not saying he was, a, I'm not saying he was trying to swindle me or anything. I'm just saying that there are techniques. And when you begin to see these things, and when you begin to understand these things spiritually, you can start to, you can start to pinpoint them, and you can start to discern what's really going on. And when you know what's really going on, then you can fight what's really going on. Amen? Amen? So you got so so you got to affirm. Every believer should make a list of what he is in Christ and read it over and over. Every believer should do this. Every believer, every believer should do this. Start with the fact that in Him we have our redemption. He is the author of my salvation. That I have I have no salvation outside of Him. I have no redemption outside of Him. Outside of him, I'm lost, I'm done, it's over, and it's only in him. We've been reading that scripture. In him, I live and move and have my being. It's in him. Everybody say, it's in him. In him, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, I'm a new creation. So don't be talking about the way you grew up and the habits you had when you were growing up. You're a new creation. In him, I'm a new creation. And Satan has no dominion over us whatsoever. Jesus alone is our Lord. Jesus alone. Everybody say, Jesus alone. Jesus alone. This is why we don't handle it very well when people try to tell us what to do. Because the government is not our Lord. Jesus is our Lord. Thank God Hollywood is not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Politicians are not my Lord. Who's my Lord? Who's your Lord? Jesus Jesus is my Lord. That's who I submit to. Circumstances are not your Lord. Who's your Lord? Disease is not your Lord. Who's your Lord? Jesus. Jesus is your Lord. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. How about this? We have as much right in Jesus' presence or as much right in the Father's presence as Jesus has in his presence. So we have as much right in the presence of God as Jesus has. His, well, well, you can't say that. Well, that's exactly why Jesus came and he died and he rose again. And one of the most underdeveloped characteristics of the ministry of Jesus that people do not talk about is the fact that he is our high priest at the right hand of God the Father right now. Right now. He is my high priest. He's not a dead high priest. He's not a deaf high priest. He is a living and active high priest. And so I have access to the very throne. The very, the very throne. So when I pray, it's not like a wish that I'm just throwing up. 
It's not like I'm hoping that he hears me. When I pray in the name of Jesus, when I pray according to his word, 1 John tells us when we pray according to his word, he hears us. He hears us. He does what? He does what? He hears us. That's why we are stubborn about the things of God. Because we have access to the very throne of God. We're not giving up. We're not going home. We're staying the course. We are staying the course. We have a standing invitation to the throne room of grace to come boldly. To come what? Boldly. The Bible tells us to come with confidence. Amen. To come with confidence and boldness. To take our place as sons and daughters of Almighty God. We need to remember this so that we will never disgrace him by acting like mere men or by forgetting of what manner of man we are. What manner? How must Jesus think about this? He shed his blood so that we could walk in his health. But yet churches are so stinking scared. You have to understand his perspective. His perspective is, I protected you. You know, one of the things that I confess over myself and my family is Psalms 91. And in Psalms 91, it talks about deadly pestilence. I mean, it's amazing how it's already in the word Amen. of God. Amen. It's already there. Amen. What we have to do is train our spirit man to be strong enough in our life to where those, when the circumstances come across our path, we don't care what the circumstances are because our spirit man says, nope, that's not what the word of God says. That's, that, that doesn't line up with the word of God. That doesn't line up with the word of it. That doesn't line up with, with the facts of the gospel. So I'm going to stand on the facts of the gospel. I'm going to stand on the word of God. We have to remind ourselves that we have fellowship with him, that we share together in the burdens he has, just as he, he shares together in any burdens we may have. You do realize this, right? He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He didn't say my burden's non-existent. <laughs> and that's the way most Christians live. Most Christians live, hey, take my burden from me, God. And Jesus goes, okay, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, I didn't want to do anything for you. I just want you to do something for me. They want God to be generous with them when they've never been generous with him. See, his burden, what is his burden? His burden is to treat each other with love. His burden is to share the gospel. His burden is to be a light in this world, not be like the world. Amen. His burden is to be different, to be set apart from this world, not, not someone's trying to figure out, are you a Christian or are you not? You know, if someone's trying to figure out if you're a Christian or not, that's a problem. How many of y'all know, how many of y'all, those of you know that work in the, 
in the workplace out there, I mean, they, it should be pretty easy to figure out that you're a Christian. <laughs> Probably just from your language in the first two minutes should tell you that you're a Christian. Amen. Right? Or how about your, 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 the way you treat people, the way you talk about people behind their back. You're not, you're not pulling them down, but you're actually, what, trying to encourage people. Amen. Right? So, see, there is this difference, this difference. He has burdens, and we share in those burdens. We share in those burdens. I mean, my goodness. I don't know about you, but if Jesus came back in five minutes, I would not be sad at all. Amen. I really wouldn't be sad at all. Now, some of y'all are like, I don't want to miss this. Listen, you get to heaven, you ain't going to miss nothing down here. I mean, but we're here. And why are we here? To do what he's asked us to do. So we are here because he has called us to what? To share the gospel. He's called us to be busy about his work. He has called us to be a light into the world. He has called us to raise godly children. He has called us to raise godly, yeah, to be around God. I mean, he's, he's called us for certain things. So that's, that's our job. Tell your neighbor, say, that's our job. So what does that mean in practical terms? It means that you have to remind yourself that you're a member of the fruit-bearing body of Christ. And you can't forget what type of person you are. You can't forget what type of person you are. You know, a few years ago, a pastor put this together. It's uh, real simple. It's got just... Statements about who we are, who we are. Thank you, Father God, I'm the righteous of God in Christ. Thank you, Father God, I'm the body of Christ. Thank you, Father God, I have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Father God, I have the wisdom of God in me. These are things we should be confessing over our lives daily. Tell your neighbor, say, he, did he say daily? Yeah, I said daily. I said daily. You eat daily? It's me like, you better believe it, I eat daily. Right? Do you all operate in this world daily? Absolutely. And how many know when you step outside that house, you better be ready. Amen. You better be ready. Thank you, Father God, I have the wisdom of God in me. Thank you, Father God, you are blessing all the work of my hands. I thank you, Father God. The Lord my God is meeting all my needs according to his glorious wish in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father God, I am being made rich in every way so I can be generous in every occasion. Thank you, Father God. The Lord my God sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all my destructions. Thank you, Father God. Jesus said the healing is a children's bread. See, what are you doing? You're reminding yourself. You're reminding yourself. You're reminding yourself, and you're storing it in your heart. Matthew 12 says the good man brings the good treasure out of his heart to bring forth good things. So see, that's what you're doing. You're reminding yourself of who you are in Christ. So when things come across your way that don't line up with that, you don't go, well, it must be God's will, or God's trying to teach me something, or I wonder what, you know, or this or that. Nope, you say, nope, you don't line up with the word of God. I don't accept it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay right here until I get what the word of God says. Right? I mean, it's, 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 this, is, this is important things. You might say, well, man, you know, I try to do it daily, you know, but I just got bored. You don't, okay. The problem is, is you can't wait until you have a challenge to all of a sudden be strong in the Lord. Amen. You got you to gotta prepare. You got to be ready. 
you got to make the most of every opportunity. you got to build yourself up. And once again, I can't build you up. I can encourage you. I can, I can show you things in the Word of God. I can help you in certain things in the Word of God. But I can't do it for you. I cannot confess the Word of God over you daily. That's something that you have to do. That is something that you have to do. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. It means I should remember that it is God who works in me. Where does God work? Where does he work? Why does he work in you? To will and to what? Oh, there's that word act again. Action. To will and to act according to what? Whose good purpose? Whose good purpose? Whose good purpose? Now, the good news is, is that his good purpose is good for me. Amen. So when he tells me, stay away from this, Stay away from that. It helps me along with helping his kingdom. But he works in you. He works in you. He works in you. He works where? In you. In you. In you. So there are probably some things that you face in life that you haven't gotten the boldness yet or the confidence of the word of God on that situation yet. So what do you have to do? You got to feed that spirit man. 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 If you get discouraged a lot, man, you need to find some encouraging scriptures. If you, if you find yourself tired a lot, well, then you need to what? You need to find some strength scriptures. If you find yourself, you know, being angry all the time, you need to start confessing some what? Some joy. How about some joy? Everybody say joy. Joy. Right? Some joy scriptures. Reminding yourself, look, I am not your average person. I tell teenagers all the time, you are not your average teenager. I'm telling you. You don't act like your average teenager. You don't look like your average teenager. You have no idea. Some of them don't realize it yet because they've grown up in wonderfully protected homes, but they're going to realize when they get young adults that they're, they experience something that's not quite the normal. So, so you know, the world's home is not full of peace. The world's, home, the world's marriages are not full of peace. But when you... Keep feeding yourself the word, the word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. Did you, I mean, do you know there's a scripture in the New Testament that talks about how some people don't get their answers prayed be, b- right. by the way they treat their wives? Yes. Right. Yes. See, I realize that because I've read that. Right. I realize that because that's what the Word of God says. That's what the Word of God says. That's what the Word of God says. Now, I know y'all must have fantastic, I know you all got fantastic marriages, and I know y'all all have marriages that y'all pray together and y'all sing worship songs, and y'all, y'all, is there anything I can do for you, honey? No. Is there anything I can do for you? No, we've all cleaned the house together. Oh, look. But from my own personal experience, I'm just telling you, that there's a lot, there's some times where you, you might want to say something that you know you shouldn't say. And when your spirit man 
Your spirit man, because your spirit man is strong in the word of God, will arrest you, will arrest you and say, no, we're walking in love. 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 But see, that's walking out the victory. That's walking out what God has declared you can have in your life. This takes me out of the old life. I may yet be in my old surroundings. There may yet be everything about me as it was before, but this inward man of the heart within me has been recreated. The real man, the inner man, the spirit man, has been made in the image of my Father God, and I have the use of the name of Jesus, and I have my Father's ability to meet life's problems as they are. As they are. As they are. It's one of the things I confess every every day. I I have your strength, I have your joy, I have your love, I have your understanding, and I have the ability to meet life's problems just as you do. I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what I know. Just like, in my, just like my father in the faith, Abraham, I call things that are not as though they were. I follow your word. I follow you and Holy Spirit. And see, this is what, this, this is what happens. When you get the word of God into your heart, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you on practical ways in your own life that you can apply it to your life. See, some of y'all here tonight, I've been saying certain scriptures, and when I said certain scriptures, the Holy Spirit arrested you and said, yes, you need to apply this to this part of your life, or you need to apply this to this, or you need to apply that to this. And that's the power of the Word of God, and that's the power of taking action on the Word of God. There are some people that know the Word of God, but they never take action on the Word of God. Well, if you never take action on it, what good, is it? What good does it do? It doesn't do any good. You're just holding on until you die. But we're not holding on until we die. We're overcoming. Anybody here overcomer? Anybody here going to the top? Anybody here the head not the tail? Right? Right? Well, see, the way to do that is to apply the Word of God to situations in your life. And that's what the Holy Spirit comes along and does. That's what he does. He comes along and he shows you how to practically apply it to your life. Because anybody that has more than one kid knows all kids are not the same. Anybody, that, anybody that's been around, you know, multiple kids, you know that you can't, what might work for one might not necessarily work for the other. So you got to what? That'll get that word of God in you and the Holy Spirit will illuminate it in your life and he will show you and he will speak to you and he will give you practical things to say and practical things to do to what? To hit right in the spot. I mean, I've been around my kids before, and all of a sudden, man, I just, I just feel prompted to say, to say a certain thing. So you got to follow that. you got to follow that. And just, because that's, that's the Holy Spirit of God. See, that's spiritual. That's spirituality. Spirituality is not me coming home and, well, I won't. Spirituality is doing the Word of God. 
Everybody say, the more spiritual I get, the more word I follow. Right? Because you're putting the word of what? Into action. They're putting the word into action. They're putting the word into action. Putting the word into action. Putting the word into action. And then we can get like Dad Hagen was. Something, a bad report comes in, and he just laughs. He just laughs. A need comes in. He just what? He laughs. How many of you want to get to that part? Y'all don't want to get, I want to get there. Amen. Something happens, I just chuckle. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> what? That? Okay. Right, right, right. Why? Because you've trained yourself to see yourself from the perspective of the Word of God. Amen. 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 